It sounds easy, if controversial, remove U.S. troops from Syria. The reality is a little messier. As the Defense Department proceeds with that withdrawal, it's forcing the sudden end of contracts that have been supporting operations there. Joining me with the details, Bloomberg Senior Defense Analyst Rob Levinson. Rob, good to have you back. Great to be here, Tom. Tell us about the contractor situation, who they were and what they were doing in Syria, and to what extent. Well, actually, the the biggest part of the contractors and the most money is actually spent in support of uh, the U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID. They had the biggest contracts. Now, of course, there's probably some contracting going on that is classified that we don't know about. But what we do know about publicly is is USAID, and it's supporting uh, various sort of development activities. But again, the State Department and USAID people can't really operate in Syria without sort of the cover of U.S. troops. So as you pull the U.S. troops out, you know, this sort of activity is going to go away as well. I imagine the USAID people would even want to leave ahead of the troops so that they're not left uncovered while they're scrambling to get their tails out of there. Yes, I, I'm sure that's absolutely true. Of course, to be to be clear, the way USAID works, you know, there's actually very few sort of formal government employees on the ground. It's more that they're actually sort of subcontracting to nonprofit organizations and companies to do a lot of the work. But yes, they'll all want, sort of want to bug out ahead of, of U.S. troops getting out. I guess this is a question a little bit out of scope, but those nonprofits and local organizations might be in danger simply because they were funded by USAID and protected by U.S. troops. And now with the United States potentially gone, those that wish us ill over there might wish them ill also. Sure, that's that's always a concern with USAID. I know from my time on active duty, working with with nonprofits and you know associating with the U.S. military, there's there's a good side to that in terms of security, and often the military can provide tremendous logistical support for lots of things. But then there's sort of the downside of the perceptions and you know being agents of the U.S. military, and and obviously uh, yes, there are elements in a country that may not approve of that, and they'll direct their anger at USAID people. And you have written about the Swift Four contract. Support which implements fast transitions for that's the USAID vehicle. Tell us about that and what the implications are. Well, that, that's that's sort of a USAID vehicle they use around the world. It's sort of a blanket contract. It started in 2014. They've spent about $320 million on that contract of a total of potential of more than half a billion, $578 million. Chamonix Inc. has received uh, about $113 million since the beginning of fiscal 15 uh, for work in Syria. And Chamonix is one of these companies that, that supports this sort of activity. Um, they're involved in Syrian education and food programs as, as well as sort of promoting good governance. So that's the biggest contract, and is most of their work in Syria for USAID under SWIFT? Um, I don't think most of Chamonix's work is in Syria actually globally, but they are the biggest one in Syria. Any others that might be affected? Uh, well, there's a, there's a whole whole series of them, and we've written about this. Of there's Chamonix was number one, Bluemont Engineering Solutions, International Relief and Development Inc., and then there's a DoD one, Arcturus, which provides UAV services uh, for some intelligence gathering, and that's actually a DoD contractor. Um, and they've they've received about uh, in 20, fiscal 2018, they got 12.7 million dollars in support of of DoD. And like I say, there are still, I'm sure, other contractors working for DOD and probably for the intelligence community that we don't see the data on. And are these mostly the SWIFT-4 contractors? Do they tend to be small businesses? Because they're not household names like Lockheed and Raytheon. 
Yeah, I, I mean, uh, relatively so. Uh, yeah, they're not the big defense contractors. And like I say, they, they've got this certain niche. There's a lot of these companies out there that do this development work. They're, they're used to operating in very austere environments and dealing with the locals. They have language capability. It's sort of a very specialized niche, and there's a universe of contractors and, and nonprofits. And sometimes the nonprofits are acting as contractors. In other words, they are a nonprofit organization, but they are receiving a contract from the United States government from USAID to do this sort of development and humanitarian assistance kind of work. We're speaking with Rob Levinson, senior defense analyst at Bloomberg Government. So then uh, Chemonix then would be in turn hiring some of the local nonprofits. So there's a multi-layer type of distribution of the funds in general? Yeah, that that may be true. Um, usually they are definitely hiring locals. You know, that's part of the objective too, is just to inject their money into the local economy. So of course, employing the locals, and you need them for their language capability. They know the situation on the ground. They know who the key players are. Uh, so yes, there's sort of a multi-layered sort of trickle-down effect. And the implication then is if the United States pulls out, then those companies, people would have to pull out. And I guess maybe in theory, those locals and local nonprofits could find other sources of funding, but that's really outside of the scope of anything the United States would have to worry about. Yeah, I mean they could they could get you know funding from from sort of just nonprofit grants from nonprofit organizations, but again they've got to assess the security environment. Like I say, it's often with the cover of the U.S. presence there that they can operate. It becomes very difficult if the security environment deteriorates, and this happens even in places like Brazil. I know this has happened where the local crime situation gets so bad that that you have to pull people out because it's just too much of a risk. So they'll they'll have to do an assessment of whether it even makes sense to to keep their people in country. Well, will this be a loss that might harm these companies? Or it sounds like operating as they do under U.S. AID auspices, that maybe this is kind of a way of life where policies change or situations change and the rug gets pulled. Yeah, I think I think most of these companies are probably used to that. I mean, sure, it's a loss for them, but again, they're operating in very dicey places, and they know that you know at a moment's notice, um, you know things can change. And like I say, I, I recall one case in in Brazil where uh, they pulled people out, and it wasn't because of a, technically a political thing, but just the criminal environment got so rough. And and you know that's what these companies are paid to do, and they're paid to offer operate with very little infrastructure, and they they know that this is just you know sort of part part of the cost of doing business. Um, but that's why they get the contracts is because they're willing to do this. You know, many people aren't willing to go into these kinds of environments. And with respect to Syria, do we have some sense of the extent of money from USAID that will not be spent? I'm trying to look at, uh, I don't have the exact budget, but let's see. The total contracting that has been spent since fiscal 2015 was $212 million in contracting, and most of that was for USAID. So, you know, it's not a huge amount. Um, you know, it's it's certainly less than, you know, $100 million a year. But, you know, it's not insignificant, and it presumably is doing doing some good. It's not clear how many people either are on the ground. The U.S. government reported, you know, a total number of U.S. government contractors in Iraq and Syria, but for probably security reasons, they didn't break down how many were actually in Syria. And besides USAID, are there other federal agencies like state that might have people there? Well, yes. Uh, uh, state, uh, obviously DOD, and I'm pretty sure the uh, intelligence community. And you may see uh, related to that, you know, people, you know, uh, very small numbers of people 
perhaps from other agencies, you know, Treasury Department or Homeland Security or people like that. And again, a lot of that may be uh, maybe classified activity as well, working on counterterrorism and things like that. Sure. But if all those agencies are there and they have support contracts of larger or smaller degree, then you might say the potential Syrian pullout would have widespread effect, if not gigantic financial effect. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Again, you know, everybody's operating under an umbrella of sort of the U.S. military presence providing some semblance of security and really sort of a 911, you know, if God forbid, you know, in a localized area something went really bad, they can get on the phone and call U.S. troops. When that goes away, everybody's got to reassess whether it's even safe to stay there. And so, yeah, it, it, it reverberates across other agencies beside the Department of Defense. Rob Levinson is Senior Defense Analyst at Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, Think twice before sending money through an app or online.